Blog Talk Radio. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. You're ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in the face. Booster, go. Retro, go. Lido, go. Fly. Guidance, Surgeon, go. Lightning, go. GNC, we're going. Down here, go. Control, go. Go, go. FAO, we are down. Network, go. Discovery, go. Capcom, we're going. Fly. Launch control, this is Houston. We are going to launch. The Roman Show. With your host, Rodolfo Roman. And we're back here, Brian Cobb, uh, of the Nasty Boys, WD Hollister and Jimmy Hart. What a pleasure it is again, January 23rd, the 10th, at the Mississippi. Mississippi took some time to uh, pronounce this. Yeah, you know, I'm a wrestler that got banged over the head with a chair about 3,075 times, and, you know, it takes a toll. But I got it right, didn't I? He sure did. Well, you're going to get pretty shitty if you keep that stuff up. <laughs> well, all right, let's talk about this great event because we have Goldberg, we have Kurt Angle, we have Blue the Barber Beefcake. Who uh, well, else? It's a long list of names. Oh, we have Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, Mick Foley. I mean, come on. You have Kevin Nash, you have Coco Beware, you have Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Greg the Hammer Valentine. I mean, the Bush Rocker Luke. you got Hall of Famers on top of Hall of Famers. And then you got really don't make that many appearances, the one and only Bill Goldberg. I mean, he's the champion of all champions right there. And I think one thing to note is you have the, the event, you have the, the wrestling matches, and you have the meet and greet. So explain to the folks, uh, how is that going to break down? The meet and greet starts at 4 o'clock, 4 to 7. That is a separate ticket, but that's for all the nostalgic, the memorabilia fans they get for the money's worth. It's over a five to six hundred dollar value. You get everybody's autograph and picture, you know, whatever item they bring or a picture, whatever they bring, plus a picture with the superstar. And that is the meet and greet from four to seven. Then you have the actual show that will involve everybody that's on the card will be doing something in the show. That's why we call it Legends of Wrestling. Nobody just sits on their butt and, uh, you know, drinks beer. Everybody's out there doing something. And uh, we were just up there at uh, City Field uh, where the New York Mets play. And it was a fantastic crowd. We had an awesome show. And we've been building this Legends of Wrestling thing now since 2008. And the last two years, it's just been growing and growing because the fans really just love and just want to come see the, the guys that helped build the wrestling business into what it is today. So, so Brian, how'd you guys, how'd you bring in Jimmy? I know you obviously Jimmy used to manage the Nasty Boys back in the day, but how did you guys come together? Well, this is what happened. Nobs gave me a call a couple of years back. He said, you know, I really want to do something special for the fans. Not just have a wrestling match, but that's cool. But why don't we do something where we can meet all the fans that grew up watching us, and we enjoyed having them there because without them, we wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. So he said, why don't we put something together where we can have a meet and greet for two or three hours where the people can get, get close and personal, get autographs, take pictures, 
talk to you one-on-one -on -one about their favorite matches or some of the matches you were involved in. And then go and have ringside matches so you can have a lot of fun. So he put it all together, did a great job of it. But look at this, it's just unbelievable. When you think about the when you think about the Hootsville Brassman, when you've got Bill Goldberg, when you've got the Nasty Boys, Scott Sutter, Kevin Nash, Kurt Angle, oh my gosh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Ricky Dragon Steamboat, you've got Mick Foley. Now, Mick Foley going to be Mr. Sacco? Is he going to be Mick Foley? You never know. He might, he might come out as Dude Love. Who knows? Who, who, from the fans here, which one of uh, uh, the characters of Mick Foley do you preferably like? Cactus Jack? How about you, Tom? Dude Love. Dude Love. Well, I wrestled Cactus Jack. If I'd rather have him as Dude Love than Cactus Jack because when he's in that Cactus Jack mode, He's really psycho, let me tell you. Let, let's talk some pro wrestling, and I guess we're going to talk about more about Legends of Wrestling January 23rd right here in Mikasuki. Um, now, uh, now, when you started back in AWA, do you know you as a mass wrestler, as, as a terrorist? Yes. Do you think nowadays that thing will fly? Well, it wasn't that. It was that they needed somebody to go and tag with Colonel De Beers, and uh, we were going up against... Uh, uh, actually, Russ Francis was one of them, and I forget the... Uh, Jimmy Snuka, mm. the Superfly, and uh, they wanted someone to be like he was supposed to be from South Africa and doing his thing, and he had it out with Jimmy Snuka, so they needed someone in there. So they took me as a young upcoming wrestler and put a mask over this lovely face and <laughs> and put me out there as the terrorist with a mask on. And the first time I wrestled was in Denver, and uh, we wrestled San Francisco with the. Uh, Hall of Famer Russ Francis, he was a San Francisco 49er football player, but he got into wrestling, so we wrestled them at the Cow Pals for the very first time we did it. I came back, and we were in Denver, I couldn't even breathe, so I went up to my good mentor friend, Kurt Henning, Mr. Perfect, who God bless his soul, he's not here no more, and said, please, Kurt, can you take the mask off, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, and he went and tied it like he was taking off, and tied it in a knot, and I couldn't get the mask off. They had to rip the mask off because I, I almost passed out because it had these, uh, like the screen in the front by the face and the eyes and the nose, and I, I couldn't breathe. Lack of ear in Denver is already bad, let alone, you know, wrestling for 20-some minutes, and it was like, please get this mask off, I'm dying in here, and Kirk tightened it in a knot and almost killed me. Well, you guys in the WCW, Cal Palace was a very famous place, I remember, not too far from a park here in San Francisco. That place was, was known to host spectacular match, spectacular pay-per-view, Jim. You better believe it. The Cow Palace was a very rough place, but it just shows you the more stuff that we got thrown at us, me and the Nasty Boys, we felt like that was kind of our badge of courage because that means that we really got over with the people and they hated us so much they did. A good manager always carries one thing with him. You know what it is? A jar of peanut butter. Because when you have gum thrown in your hair without cutting your hair and big lumps out of it, what you have to do is take the peanut butter, roll it around in it, and it brings the gum out. You don't have to cut your hair. But uh, Cow Palace was great. Hard to park, hard to get in, hard to get out. And, uh, but we love the fans. It was great. I wish Jimmy would have told me that earlier than anyone wound up with this haircut. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's talk about you, Jimmy, because prior to you being a professional wrestler, you were in the music business, and one thing that, that, that I found very unique is you composed many of the music for the WWE or back then, WWE superstars, one of them being Shawn Michaels' uh, Sexy Boy. Yeah, over five million hits on that thing so far. How, so so tell me, what, the process of this music, how did it come about? Did you sit down with Shawn Michaels? Did you sit down with McMahon? How, how did that work? Well, it started in Memphis, Tennessee originally with Jerry the King Lawler when I was in the Memphis territory, like all territories were local back then, you know. And uh, when I went to New York, I was lucky enough to be on the first WrestleMania 
Dave Wolf came to me, Sidney Lopper's manager, and he goes, look, I'm just looking at a wrestling album. I know you were part of a group called the Gentry, so one hit wonder back then, but they just thought I'd keep on dancing. And so I had this song I wrote called uh, Eat Your Heart Out, Rick Springfield. So I sang it for him, he goes, I'd like to cut it for the album. So that kind of kicked the door open. And then all of a sudden, uh, events like a lot of the songs that we did, so we wrote one for Shawn Michaels, and Sherry sang it first, then she took the hiatus for some time off, we put Shawn's voice on it, we did the Nasty Boys song, we did the Million Dollar Man song, Money, 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 Jimmy Superfly Snook, a repo man, all of Honky Tonk Man's greatest hits, Greg the Hammer Valentine's, the Road Warriors, what a rush. And of course, at WCW, uh, we did the Nash and Hall, the Wolfpack song, you know, uh, but uh, uh, and a lot more besides that. But uh, you know, it was a great one. We had so much fun. Jimmy Johnson does great material. But we kind of did the novelty songs with the Rougeau Brothers. You know, the, the famous one. We don't like heavy metal. We don't like rock and roll. All we like to listen to is Barry Manilow. Hey! But, uh, but what we about Bert's song? Yep. Did, we did. Oh, uh, the rapid rap. Yeah, Bert Henning. I'm glad you mentioned that. But. Uh, you know, it was just a good run. We had so much fun doing it, and we still get rolled to some of as we speak now. That is awesome, huh? Now, imagine they had iTunes back then. Woo, my goodness. Streaming services. I'm, I'm telling you, and to, to, to finally get in to the WWF, and that's what we always wanted to do, and we were in the WCW before, and then five years before that, just making it like everybody else does, little towns, a mid-south territory, this territory, that territory, South Atlantic, and then finally, come to the WWF and they say, Jimmy Hart from out the top is going to be your manager, we were ecstatic. And in WrestleMania 7, we won the belts with the help of Jimmy Hart, baby. You don't call it cheating, you call it winning. Winning, and we won the belts off the Hart Foundation. When you win the tag title, do you keep a replica at home? Does it give you a replica uh, at no, home? They need to have a replica. no, they don't give you a replica. You have to give it back when you lose it. Really? <laughs> yeah. They didn't even give you a... No, he, but he took a lot of pictures with it. Yeah, he took <laughs> a lot of pictures with it. That's so sure. it's never yours? No, it's never yours. I don't know how they do it nowadays. I still don't think it's yours, but you, you, you lose it, you give it up. You don't get to keep it. <laughs> But that's, that's not even a pin? Not even a pin. Something? Thank God for the pictures. Well, <laughs> the Nasty Boys have had a long run, obviously. They're very, very well known in the world of professional wrestling. When are we going to get you guys in the Hall of Fame? You know what? Uh, we're hoping, uh, hopefully maybe uh, this coming year. Who knows? Uh, it's up to Vince McMahon, but the WWF definitely uh, really jump-started our career after we had that match at WrestleMania 7. I look at myself and, and compare it to football. I look at guys like Dick Buckus, Ray Nitschke, them kind of guys that were in Super Bowl two, Super Bowl four, Super Bowl five. I was in WrestleMania seven, WrestleMania eight. Now they're up to I think thirty two. I mean, Jimmy was before me. Jimmy was before me. He was in what WrestleMania three. I was in WrestleMania one, two, three, what? four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Even though Mean Gene at the Hall of Fame goes, he's been in five WrestleManias. I'm going <laughs> nine, nine. <laughs> and let me say this about the Nasty Boys too. Uh, that we're here. I'm not saying the folks are opposite here, but you know, in life, you have a chance to meet a lot of people that you're kind of paired up with, and a lot of people that you travel with and make money with, and you're there because of that particular reason, you know, just to make money. But Nobs and myself and Sags, more novels than Sags, and I love Sags too, but uh, have been close year after year after year with other projects too. But I want to say this about uh, what I'd like to propose, and I always do it when I, when I do a radio show. To me, I think the Hall of Fame should be, since WWE owns everything anyhow, I think there should be a section for WCW Hall of Fame. There should be people put in for WWF, which is WWE Hall of Fame, ECW Hall of Fame, 
and then one section for the Celebrity Hall of Fame because it's all under the same banner anyhow. And and I think that would be awesome because like if Sting goes in the Hall of Fame, he should go in the WCW Hall of Fame. To me, Rick Flair should have been WCW Hall of Fame. Dusty Rose, who I wrote a song for Dusty too, and I loved him, should be in WCW because that's all the people, even though he was with WWE for X amount of years, still in WCW. And, um, and of course, all the great work, all the guys that worked so hard in ECW. You know, Paul E. Uh, has done such a great job with that company. But to me, I'd like to see WCW, WWF, which is WWE, of course, and ECW, all people go in for those particular cheers of the, of the Hall of Fame and a celebrity branch, too. I think that would be pretty cool. Oh, maybe even an international brand. I know they've, you know, they've yes. discussed it both Bring in Japan, Mexico, yeah. Puerto Rico, right. Absolutely. and even in Europe. Uh, we have some great phenomenal wrestlers. Mexico, the whole thing. Yeah, the whole nine. If, we, if me and Sag get inducted in the Hall of Fame, Really love it. Jimmy would bring us out. Oh, I can't do it. I apologize. And, 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 <laughs> you gonna try? <laughs> and, uh, that would be the icing on the cake for our career because we've you know, 29 years we've been in the business. It's been a long time, and my body definitely feels it through all these hardcore matches. And and you know we've been doing hardcore before hardcore was cool. So let me tell you something. It's definitely added up after 29 years. Feels like a locomotive ran over my body every morning. Okay. We'll stop right there, and then we'll continue. We'll stop. Yeah, okay, we'll continue again. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I saw her. Welcome back I'm here with uh, Jimmy Hart and, and Brian Nopp again. We're talking about the big event, Legends of Wrestling, January 23rd, right here in Miami, Florida. I, I would like to say something, Roman. Now, on that meet and greet, there is only a limited amount of tickets being sold. And just like for the wrestling show that night, there's only a limited amount of tickets being sold. So don't wait till the last minute because I'm just going to tell you, uh, we're looking to, uh, as a sub because uh, right now, you know, when you say limited number, we're not we're not just BSing here. There's just a limited amount for the meet and greet and a limited amount for the show. And so, uh, is there a website? Is it legendsofwrestling.com? Yes, and there's also a website for uh, Mikasuki. Yes, yeah, Mikasuki, they can go out there and purchase their tickets. Yes. Or now, they can come right here to the gaming uh, center and, you know, buy them right here. Now, I want to talk, everyone talks about this man and the relationship they had with him. How was... Both of you guys' relationship with Vince McMahon. How is Vince McMahon? Well, some of them say he's good, some of them say he's evil, some of them he's nice, creative genius. Well, I'll go first. Mine was great. Uh, uh, when I went from Memphis up to uh, New York, of course, I had a phone call. I thought it was Austin Idol, the handsome Jimmy, calling me, playing a rib on me, like, hey, New York wants it. I called home, you know, pay phones back then, of course, you know, and I was up in the, I was managing Coco Beware, Eddie Gilbert. Uh, and I forget the other Dream Machine or somebody, uh, Jerry the King Lawler, while I was up in Nashville. So I'd call home every night, you know, every afternoon or before we did the matches at night. And I called home and I said, uh, any phone calls? He goes, yeah, Vince McMahon called you from New York. I went, <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Vince calling me, are you crazy? So I thought it was one of the rappers playing a trick on me. Finally, I went back home uh, a week later when I was back in town and Hillbilly Jim called me. He goes, Jimmy, you didn't call the WWE. And I said, was a real. He goes, no. He said, there's a show called WrestleMania that's going to be starting in three months. Uh, Howard Fink saw your tapes down in Memphis uh, through Vince, and we'd love, they would love to have you up there. So to make a long story short, uh, they called me. I went to New York, 
But the greatest thing happened to me, when I was in Memphis, I used to carry a cane. Well, Mr. Fuji had the cane up there. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't about to carry a cane with Mr. Fuji there. But Vince, one time when I was up there for about seven months, came back and he said, this is going to be your new gimmick. And he brought me the megaphone back. So he was the one that gave me the megaphone. Thank God it wasn't the piano. Can't you see me carrying a piano on the planes everywhere? Whoa, whoa! But, uh, but Vince was always, he let me do my jacket the way I wanted to do them, my interviews the way I wanted to do them. And he gave me carte blanche, and he put me with so many, I've never had the nasty boys that had been for Vince. You know, give me the nasty boys and a lot of the other people I had too. So as far as I'm concerned, you know, he's, he's been great. He really has. How about you? Yeah, well, 1990, Halloween Havoc against the Steiners. After that match, got a call about three days later from Hulk Hogan. He said, Vince McMahon wants to talk to you. And I said, really? You know, I didn't know if he was, you know, BSing me or what. And he called us and said, we want you to come up. and. Uh, that you definitely will make more money here, and he was not lying. And without going up there and you know being with the WWF, that's what kind of stamped us and trademarked us as being you know we made it. And you know I don't have no ill will against Vince at all. I think he was great with the Nasty Boys, and you know he's doing a great job now. I mean he's the only company out there, so he has to know something. I mean all other companies are gone by the wayside, and WWE's still going strong, so. No, I have nothing bad to say about Vince. I'm glad that he brought us up, and hopefully one day we'll get in the Hall of Fame. This year we were met with some very sad news. Brian, you were there in the summertime. It was really funny. It was really actually it was a touching, sad, uh, very somber moment at the Martins Park. Legends of Wrestling took place here, and I was looking at my phone, and I got a text message from TMZ. Usually I get TMZ news that they're, you know, scandalous, right. but it wasn't true. It was actually a very sad one. And it was the passing of, of a legend, Roddy Roddy Piper. You were there along with a, a whole bunch of uh, guys, including Kevin Nash, guys who have worked with Roddy Piper, yeah. a good friend of your guys. And it was such a, a, a very odd moment because this is a legend. He passes away. How do we react at this moment? But here we are a few months later. We remember him, his, his legacy, and, and, and everything that he did for professional wrestling and in the entertainment world. But... I'm sure you guys have spent so much time with Roddy Roddy Piper. You excuse me, not too long ago at the House of Legends. Tell me some great stories that you guys shared with, with, with Piper. Well, real quick, you know, I did, uh, let, you know, of course, we've been Piper's kid and did other things with him too, you know, but uh, being at Legends House for that six weeks we were together, almost seven really, uh, well, no, excuse me, it's more than six weeks, it's about ten weeks, I'm sorry. Uh, the time we were there, him and uh, Hacksaw shared a room next to me and Hillbilly Jim. And every day to go to the, the bathroom, you have to pass through our room to get there. We had a piano right in the little uh, hallway there. And Piper every night would sit there and play. And now the time is come for us to, for us to face the final curtain. And then he'd pick it out on the piano and I'd do a little thing. And I've got the cleanest picture I took and I found it last week of Piper sitting with his bathrobe on just playing the song. And I've got that picture, I just saw it the other day, but uh, it was a great 10 weeks we had together with all of us. I'll never forget it, and, uh, and uh, I was really shocked when it happened, because sometimes you look at some of the other people that we've worked with through the years, and you can tell they might be fading away a little bit, but that was such a shock, it was unbelievable. He's very, very shape, a great spirit, especially in the Legends House, yeah. to see him. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, right before a big show, yeah. with the, you know, Miami Literally, Marley, right before Miami the show. Door, and, uh, uh, Actually, Gilbert uh, was up in the suite with us, and Gabe was with us too. And when it came over, someone sent it to my phone, and then I couldn't believe it. I was in shock, so I told all the other guys, and everybody 
right away got on the phone and found out it was true and we all just started crying. All of us that were there, Mick Foley, Kevin Nash, Luke Bushwacker, me and Tag, I mean, we were just, you know, bawling our eyes out. And it was just, because all of us know, knew him so so well, and it was just, a, you know, I mean, he was a mentor to me and Tag. We rode down the highway with him many a time, had a lot of crazy times with Roddy Piper, but he taught us a lot. You know, one of the things he taught us was about the pit stop. He said, don't always use it. He said, use it on occasion, because eventually the fans will get to know it, and they'll be calling for it. And he was right about that. And another thing he said is, on your way out to the ring, take your time. Walk slow, because that means the camera is on you solely before you get to the ring, and then they're showing everything else. That's your time. From, from the ring, you know, from the, you know, coming out to the ring, the camera's solely on you, so do what you gotta do, take your time, and he was correct about that, but he will be dearly missed. I was I was at his funeral up in Oregon, and it was a very emotional, uh, you know, event, and I, I still miss him to this day, so, you know. And it showed how much of the impact that even, even uh, UFC champion at the time, Ronda Rousey, Ronda, 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 dedicated that win to Piper, which he knocked out Best for Hero that night. And you know what, and that's what's so cool about these shows. You know, when you get a chance, when you've grown up watching some of the stars, like Scott Steiner, Kevin Nash, and the Nasty Boys, and Goldberg, of course, and Kurt Angle, and Hacksaw, and Ricky Steamboat, and Mick Foley, uh, it just lets you know how fragile everything really is, and, and you just never know, you know, when you're placed the final curtain, like this song says. But uh, that's what's so special about this show on the 23rd of January, The Legends of Wrestling, and... I don't even mention everybody on it, like Coco Beware and Brutus Beefcake and Greg the Hammer Valentine, but awesome. not only do you get to come uh, early and purchase a ticket from 4 to 7 for the VIP deal and get to meet everybody one-on-one -on -one and take pictures and have fun with that, then you get to come downstairs in the entertainment zone and watch these matches and six or seven big matches, and it's just going to be a great, great night. Absolutely. Yeah, I, want, I want to open here uh, some questions to the public that's joining us here today. Tom, uh, I, would one, I would like to sure. say one more thing. Sure. Not only did we lose Roddy Piper, but a month before that, we lost the American Dusty, Rose. Dusty Rose. And he was a me another mentor to me and Tag when we came down here, and then we were wrestling for Florida Championship Wrestling back in 88. And he will be dearly, dearly missing. He was actually Tag's brother-in-law. Wow. Yeah, Dusty's wife and his wife were sisters. But, but through Piper and, and you know, Dusty, right, right happening so close together. Back to back on. I and mean, Nick Bock was and, Yeah, and Nick Bock was going. Nick was yeah. awesome right now. Yeah, exactly. And, and they're all, they all been friends of ours growing up and been friends for 20, 20 years, 25 years. And it really hurts, man. It still hurts. Crazy. You know, one day you're here and one day you're not. So you have to appreciate every moment. And the yeah, last one was now. one of the ideas why we got this Legends of Wrestling together. Because it seems like the era that we... You know, contributed to, and you know, whether it's the 80s and the 90s, and maybe the beginning of 2000. You know, everybody still loves all them characters, from the Hacksaw Jim Duggins to the you know Bill Goldbergs to the Jimmy Hart's to the Brutus Beefcakes. I mean, Kurt Angles, Kevin Nash. You know, everybody that was in that era. You know, growing up, and building onto the wrestling legacy that was already there. And, People love it. And you know what that makes it so special about the network that WWE put together for 999. The, uh, that people have a chance to go back and watch the SummerSlams and watch the Royal Rumble and watch all the WrestleManias and all the things 
that took place back in that era. So it, it, it's been great for all of us, you know, that are out there on the road uh, doing the, the, uh, the circuit and everything. It's been awesome. I think a former WWE talent, Armando Estrada, said it best. He said, if you don't like the current product, you can always go to the network and you can enjoy the stuff that you exactly. want to enjoy. And he had it right in the nail. Yep. Exactly. Really, really did. I want to, anyone have any questions here for, for Jimmy or, 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 or Brian? I think Felix yeah. does. Felix? Uh, I would uh, actually like to wrestle um, uh, Rikishi's son. Uh, Uso brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Uzos. What are you, Uzos? Yeah, yeah but, but the, the, I know them since they were kids because, you know, we wrestled Rikishi. Uh, they were the head trickers at the time, him and uh, Sammy, Samu. And, uh, you know, we had a heck of a run with them back in the day when we were, we were both, uh, you know, very young, but we had some crazy matches. We had a, you know, crazy like hardcore uh, food fight at the one raw <laughs> and uh you know now that his sons are up there and i saw they're doing really good that would be a match i like to you know wrestle them two guys you know anyone else tom anyone else hey before somebody else let me ask you this where no, you know more of more than i do on this uh, where are tickets tickets are on sale at the speak where right oh, you can get them yep you can make on the website, the Nikosuke Resort, uh, that's where you can print, and also on legendsofwrestling.com. Legends of Wrestling, yes, and also uh, they're on, uh, if you look into uh, Nikosuke, uh, you also can find their, their uh, one of the, it's uh, not Ticketmaster, it's the other one, but I'm not sure. Com, but you can buy tickets as we speak, right here at the, uh, the Gamla Casino, right? Yeah, yeah. And you know, we checked the casino, it's unbelievable. The first time I've been here, man, I mean, the food was awesome here. Uh, I, I went over here to Gabe and Gilbert to eat earlier. Affordable price. And, uh, yeah. you know, Nobs went out to eat with us. And, you know, I love Nobs. You know, he's always pinching pennies, right? <laughs> All four of us went together. He ordered one chocolate milkshake with four straws. Can you believe that? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. So, group on out there? I, and, and I forgot to say, <laughs> what can I say? You know? You love Japan. They don't tip you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a dollar off coupon. So this great event, January 23rd, we're going to meet all the folks. And again, for one price to meet and greet, you're going to take pictures and, and autographs and so forth? Yes. Yeah. That's, that's a separate ticket now. That's the that's meet and greet ticket. So and one ticket, ticket for the meet and greet and a separate ticket, ticket for, for the, the event. Okay. Yes. And uh, you, I mean, like I said, there's only so many tickets. There's a limited number of tickets for both because we're at a, a small, intimate setting here at the Entertainment Dome. And it's an awesome setting. And plus, we're also doing the meet and greet for the fans. So you actually get to meet, you know, talk to us a little bit. But like I said, that's why we only have that, you know, small amount of tickets for sale because we want to spend time with everybody. It's not just rush them in and rush them out. And that's for the meet and greet upstairs. Now, the arena, what does the arena hold down here? The arena holds about 1,300 people. About 1,300 and it starts up, matches will start at 7.30 now. Yeah. 7.30 p.m. the first match. Yeah. Do we know who's going to be on, the, on, on that card? Right now? You never know who's going against two, but you even got guys, and what's so great about Legends of Wrestling, you got guys that are currently wrestling, guys that are like, uh, AKA Tommy Dreamer, who's down, he's with the WWE right now, but Otis Clay, he's down, he's Pyrus for TNA, Mr. Anderson, Coco Beware, Chavo Guerrero's going to be wrestling, but you got guys that are actually still out there, uh, you know, that everybody isn't a legend, but you have a lot of them legends still wrestling, so... You got guys from TNA that were in TNA and WWE or, or vice versa, or even guys back in that were in 
back in the NWA days. So you're going to see a lot of nostalgic wrestling. I mean, Hacksaw Jim Duggan's going to be out there with his 2 by 4 going, Hey, oh, USA, <laughs> USA, man. Are you going to be managing? Well, you know what? I've got the old helmet. I might just bust a, a, blow some dust off of it, carry the megaphone in one hand, the nasty boy helmet in the other, be a ringside. You never know. You know it's going to be a Mikasuki street fight match oh, at the Lord. entertainment zone. It's so funny. Man. We just had one not so recently when they had a, a martial arts fight here. I'm sure this is going to be a lot better. Oh, <laughs> we're going to blow the roof off this place. I guarantee you. Question. Mick Foley. Uh, has not been uh, too much of a fan of the current uh, writing or show of uh, pro uh, wrestling. Say, I, say, I don't do the internet, so well, tell me, you yeah. let us know what he, he wasn't too much of a fan, and he was about, what, about a show away, right? About a show away to stop watching Monday Night Raw. So you guys don't keep up with the current product. Well, what is he not product. like? What is he not like? Well, he, you know, and I, I like to hear from you guys, because with all the writing, there's a lot of changes going on. The ratings aren't doing that well. So he said, in fact, well, not, not his, one of his son's challenges of writing. And he was pushing for Sasha Banks, who was a former Divas champion in NXT, to get pushed. But now they got this, this whole different thing going on. So he wasn't really too much of the fun of what's going on. It was about one show away from saying, I'm done. I'm throwing in the towel. So you guys don't keep up to date as far as what's I, going I on? I keep up with the guys I know. Like, I know John Cena. I'll watch him while he's wrestling. Like, you know, Orton, I like him. I know his dad. I know his dad well. You know, I know him well. So I watch him. Roberto Del Rio. You know, Sheamus. Sheamus, before he was a name, used to train with us when we uh, trained the guys, helped Steve Kern down there at the early part of the WWE developmental when it was in Tampa. And uh, we were actually trained to get back in uh, 2008. We did a, a match for them to Tampa. And we, uh, you know, trained some of these guys. And, and, you know, the guys I know, I watch. Some of the people I don't know, like, I like watching some of the sons. Like, uh, Mike Rotundo's son, uh, Wyatt. Wyatt. Yeah, I like seeing him. I like seeing Bo out there. Because I, I know these, uh, they're, you know, the sons and Rick Flair's daughter. I've known them since they were babies. And now they're in there doing what I used to do, so it's a it's a joy to me to see him out there. And it's still good to see Rick out there doing his woo and still smiling and profiling after all these years. What can I say? It, it, it sometimes what affects what, what the writers are able to do or not do. You haven't got to get in. You might have a program laid out for him that's three or four months long. He could take it. You have somebody that might want to take time off. Uh, they're doing the movies all the time. So sometimes a lot of things you look at and go, what did they do that for? But you really don't understand what might be happening behind the curtain that makes it like that. But I'm going to tell you three people that are always there. Vince McMahon, Stephanie, and Triple H. Seven days a week, these guys are in the office. Seven days a week, they're on the road. Seven days a week, they're worried about the product. So uh, sometimes people might not like what might be going on. But just when you think you don't like it, that's when it changes. And then you fall in love with it. Yeah, the Divas Revolution, that changed everything. The fans yeah. broke out, and then they started doing something more than Divas. And... You know, if, if the fans speak out, things Well, you change. know, everything changes. Football, everything changes. You can't even hit the quarterback no more. Basketball, there's changes. Baseball, there's Baseball. changes. Wrestling, there's changes too. But back in our day, like I said, the people that come and still see us and still love our era, whether it's the 80s, the 90s, even the 2000s, like I said, uh, it was different. Guys did their own interviews. They uh, did but their own did matches. You, did you have someone... You know, right behind it, you like you say, no, no, no. W they, would that have frustrated you? Uh, yes, it would have because actually, give me heart, give me heart. 
Nobody can come and write for Jimmy Hart to be Jimmy Hart because it comes out of here just like Stone Cold. If someone had to write down everything for Stone Cold, he could have just been himself. He would have never got over like he did. I mean, he would probably even say that. So the nasty boys, even Hulk Hogan. I mean, look at all his earlier interviews that he ever did. They were unbelievable. You know, you can't, to me, that everything changes and I go with the flow and you do what you got to do. But uh, back in the day... But you know what? Yes. You're going to see some of the greatest interviews that, of the, uh, oh, yeah. the history that night. No scripts. Oh, no <laughs> scripts. You'll be seeing everything from the heart. Well, you and you better watch because you never know what they're going to say. Absolutely. Mick Foley, Rick Steamboat, Hacksaw, Kurt Angle. I mean, just to mention a few. Goldberg, of course. So we're looking forward to it. It's going to be a great, great You know what? Uh, Bill is just going to be... I know you hear someone on the message. But, but you never know with Bill. So that's what you're saying. You never know... When Bill's coming out, you know, everybody's going to come out and do something and say something and talk to the crowd or whatever, but you never know what they're going to do. That's what's so surprising about the Legends of Wrestling. There ain't no uh, writers. There ain't no... Here's, we're going out. No and commercial break. No commercial break. <laughs> and the, the show's going to be the show. And, uh, you know, knock on wood, so far, uh, you know, we haven't had a, a, a actual... Something said bad about us in any of the events. Even the one we did at City Field, it drew over uh, almost uh, 12, 11,000 people or whatever. And, uh, you know, we had a heck of a crew. And it seems to me that, uh, you know, when everybody you know, kind of knows each other, everybody has fun, and then they go out and wrestle, they give their heart and soul 120% out in that ring to entertain the people because they're having a good time. And, uh, you know... Is this one of many that's going to take place here? Uh, yes, it is. Uh, we, uh, we've got a great relationship. These guys here at the Tribe are fantastic. I mean, this is the first time I saw the gaming facility. It's unbelievable. And I'm getting more excited as we talk about it because I haven't been down this the first time I was here. I couldn't come the last time. I had a prior commitment, uh, I had a uh, passing in the family, so I couldn't come down to see it. So I, when I saw it today, I was ready to hug Dave again, and he don't like getting hugged too much. And <laughs> Gilbert, I was going to kiss him on his bald head. <laughs> That's love right there. Well, uh, guys, I want to thank you very much again for taking some time and, and speaking to me. Jimmy, though, uh, and I want to talk to you because you're now in the restaurant business. You know what? You better believe it. Daytona Beach, we're... Uh, fixing to open a brand new restaurant, uh, a friend of mine who's uh, for business with us, Ben Mala, he puts properties to buy some hotels and stuff, he just bought a brand new hotel, it's going to be called Daytona Beach Hotel, and the little bar that's going to be with that, indoors and outdoors, is called Jimmy Hart's Hall of Fame Bar and Grill. I've got a lot of memorabilia I've stayed through the years, I've got a great uh, jacket for Nas and Sags, I've got stuff from Jerry the King Lawler, I've got stuff from Mike Price and uh, Wayne Westy. You name it, we're going to have it there. I'm going to be the head chef. You know it is. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and eat all the food. <laughs> but it's going to be great. It's Running out of business. Yeah. Opening yeah. in February. It's going to NASCAR wrestling and motorcycles. Hey, 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 it's about time Jimmy has his own place. He's the hardest working man in show business, I always say. And uh, at the Hogan's Beach, he was the hardest working guy over there. And he's finally getting his own little... Uh, pizza heaven. You're, you're a wrestling, composing, restaurant, entrepreneur. Well, what else do you do? At least one thing. So reality show. Reality show. Yeah. Listen, all the wrestlers know they got a good meal coming to them and a place to stay no matter what. So that's all beautiful. But uh, we wouldn't be here if, once again if it wasn't for all the fans that have, that have grown up watching us and 
pay the price to go see us and the tickets to go see us and watch the TV religiously. And I just love them for still supporting WWE and whatever wrestling companies are out there that they want to watch. But that's what keeps the, uh, the dream alive for all of us. But thank you. Thank you I for having us. Yeah. Yeah. I want to thank Eric for coming out here, too. Oh, you know, yeah. Because yeah. traffic well, here in Miami. Coming out. Traffic so here much. in Miami hey, is not hey, that place. Hey, the Mikasuki Resort, I'm telling you, if you want to spend it, Spend the whole night here, get a room because I guarantee no, you question. it's going to be one crazy night here at the resort. Will the legends stay here? Yes, yep, we all will stay here. So we can spend, you know, we can see the event, we can do the meeting and, and then eat the restaurant bar, bar, bar yes, everything. Yes. You know, play some casinos? Yes. Yep. Imagine you hit the jackpot right next to Goldberg. That's it, man. You get speared for the money, I'll see you for the money. <laughs> he might not, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I might. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Brian, aside from the rest, do you, what else do you do? Well, you know, uh, actually I do a lot of stuff. Uh, I started this with Major League Baseball, and that's how it got started, and now we're expanding. And uh, this is the first big venture outside of Major League Baseball that we're doing, and no better place can we do it than the, the Mississippi Tribe, and coming here to the resort and the gaming center, uh, to come here and have, you know, have it, it should only just be Major League Baseball. So we're, we're, we're expanding that. Plus, I'm producing two different reality shows right now, but you never know if they're going to get picked up and got asked to be in one or two more, but you never know. So, you know, everybody tells you, say, oh, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Well, I got a lot of, you know, irons in the fire. And right now, my main focus is the Legends of Wrestling, and this thing is going to be really huge. It's just getting bigger, and 2016 is going to be our best year yet, and it's starting off with this show January 23rd. Well, I'm excited, January 23rd, everybody knows, to come out to the Mikasuki Resort. Get your tickets right now before it sells out. Limited. When you say limited, what is that number? Limited, very, very limited, huh? Very limited, yes. Very limited. I would, I would say uh, right now, for the meet and greet, uh, about 200 to 300 tickets, that's it. Yeah, so they better get there right now. Yeah. They make a good Christmas gift. What, yes. what, what, or a holiday gift. Yeah. But if you've actually been to any of these either comic cons or wrestling shows and you actually go into them, you pay to get in and you have to pay individually per guy, per, per autograph, and you might spend $700 getting 10 people. Here, you're getting everybody for one price and it's a very reasonable price. So I'm just telling you, don't wait. And, and then we have to show on top of it, that's just the icing on the cake. So, you know, you got two different tickets to buy. Try to buy both if you can, but uh, whichever you are. If you're a real fan, go with the meet and greet. If you're a real fan, you would go for both. So you do it like I would. And it's going to be family entertainment. That's one thing about yeah. the Legends of Wrestling. Family entertainment, especially here. But we love you. Thanks for taking the time. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. And uh, make sure to follow us on our social media at The Roman Show. And you're definitely going to be here, right? Oh, of course. You Come might have in. to get Pity City that night. I've been wanting to give it to you since the 2000. I got, I got licked by Luke uh, at the Miami yeah. Arena. <laughs> Way back when. I think it was like a Royal Rumble. Did you get pissed like lately? I, I, I haven't died yet. <laughs> That's the referee. There you go. So I hope you're right. Gentlemen, thank you thank very you much so for much. your thank time. You. I look thank forward you. to seeing you right back here January yeah. 23rd. Thanks thank for tuning in to The Roman Show. We'll catch you next time.